Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Blog Talk Radio. I know. 
It's been a constant thing. It's like, no, nah, you you need to get on here. You got too much to give. Right. You need to exactly. You need to. And, uh, and everything is in divine order. And I'm I'm grateful because today is is Friday the 13th. Mars goes back direct. Sunday is the well Saturday night at 12:07 is the new moon. So we're seeding some much needed clarity of who. Uh, who we are on this turtle island, you know, and it's it's a very powerful time, even with all this confusion that's going on with them trying to fake out, figure out who's going to control the land. But, you know, there was a title by uh, a Plutus, Native American, he's a Taos, and he has this song that he, he put out and it says, make the land native again. Like they said, mm-hmm. make America great again. We right. want we want as a people to make this land native again because this is what we were originally were. This is what Turtle Island was, and to go on and and start with some of the history of of who we are and what has happened. I look at you know the first indigenous of of builders and the first cities were constructed by the Mississippians. And the Mississippians were here thousands of years, you know, before because they came up from the south. And even when you read, you know, Ivan Van Sertima's, they came before Columbus. And Van Sertima talks about, you know, we came here in Papyrus Reed boats and being able to put those boats in the water and knew that this time of the month that the currents would flow into, you know, to the coast of the... West Indies up the coast and into the Americas, and we would we would be able to ride it just by the wind and the current. We didn't, and so we mapped out a lot of this coastline: the Amazon, the Mississippi, the South Americas, the 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 West Indies, Cuba, America, and all of that by those that have traveled here that look like us, melanated people that came here and exchanged, you know, trade with the people here on Turtle Island. And so what we're now seeing, and and it's really powerful that, you know, the creator begins to show us what's going on with the planet because they've even created an article that just came out in the uh, science magazine, which is talking about the invasion from 1492 has, it created a small ice age. And I can share some information on this and tell the people where they can find it. Okay. And what I'm looking at is going back to a page. Ah, I would disconnect my computer right now. But what it is is that they're talking about the population that was depleted on the invasion. And so there's one article on the Quarantary Science Review, and the name of the article, Quarantary Science Review Reader, and you can go on lcviewer.com. And this article was written in 2019, 
and it says the Earth system impact of the European arrival and the great dying in the Americas after 1492. That's just not the dying of the people because the million of people that were lost by the genocide that was partaken, but the earth, the mother, the land itself has lost. And we're talking about the global warming, but this is part of the global you know, warming that they're talking about because when they invaded and took the people off the land, they were farmers and nomads. And in that invasion, they began to kill off the people and mine, wanting them to mine as Columbus did with his most hideous thing and which he did in the genocide process. And he never stepped foot on the North American continent. He was fortunate enough to make it as far as Hispaniola and Cuba and in him doing that, the annihilation that he did, that they said that by the time Columbus, they were over 60 million people or, or so, 50 million there in the islands, that Santo Domingo, what is now Haiti, Cuba, and all of those islands, by the time that he finished his visit there and the, and the time that he was there, they were somewhere around 6 million left. And so this is the, the, the part of what we're seeing of these invaders as our people were annihilated and, and killed just for the, the privilege of saying that we can take your land and we can have control of you and your labor and your wealth. And so these are the stories that we don't get told about Columbus because it was through um, – the Knights of Columbus in 1930, and them putting together this date of Columbus Day to make it an American legal holiday. But it was before that that the part of making Columbus Day a holiday was done in 1892. And this was, uh, okay, I'm going to share this, this piece with you. The European colonizers cured so many indigenous people that the planet cooled down and a group of researchers, this is by Alan Woodard on February 9th, 2019. And it says, prior to Columbus' arrival in America in 1492, the area boasted thriving indigenous population totaling to more than 60 million people. And little over a century later, that number had dropped close to 6 million. The European contact brought with it not only war and famine, but also disease. And here we are now dealing with this COVID, you know, disease like smallpox and that decimated local populations. In late February 2019, a study published by the Journal of Coronary Science, that's what I gave you the information on, shows that those deaths occurred on such a large scale that it led to a little ice age, an era, global cooling between 16th and the 19th, middle of the 19th century. Researchers from the University of London found that after a rapid population decline, large swaths of vegetation and farmland were abandoned. The trees at Florida and that repopulated, that unmanaged 
farmland started absorbing more carbon dioxide and keeping it locked in the soil and removing so much greenhouse gas from the atmosphere that the planet average temperature dropped by 0.15 degrees Celsius. So in that invasion of him just doing what he did, coming and invading this, this turtle island and invading the Western Hemisphere, that in turn changed the whole face of, of our, our climate. And so not saying what it did with a people, and this is why I feel it's important to look at the foundation of it. It did more than just annihilated people. It changed the whole face of Mother Earth. And so what we're now seeing with this has been, you know, these these days in which we get, like November, Okay, November is considered now, they're giving us November Native American month. But the part of it is, is that this is the 400th year of the pilgrims' arrival here to Plymouth Rock. And in them coming here, this is why Malcolm said, you know, Plymouth Rock dropped on us because we arrived in 1619 as captives in exchange for good. And what the pilgrims did when they landed here and their first year here, they had a feast, and they repeated that year thereafter. And so it was beginning Thanksgiving tradition, nor did the pilgrims call it Thanksgiving festival. Pilgrims received Indians in relation, or they, they perceived them in relation to the devil. And the only reason why we were invited to the feast was for the purpose of negotiating a treaty. Negotiating a treaty that would secure the land for the pilgrim. The reason why we have so many myths about Thanksgiving holiday deals with the part that what happened on what was called uh, in 1637. So what truth ought to, ought to be, in 1637, the official Thanksgiving holiday we know today came into existence some people argue it has formally came into existence during the Civil War in 1863 when Lincoln proclaimed it, which also at the same time in that year in 1863, Lincoln had 38 Sioux men hung on Christmas Eve. But William Newell, Newell a Pentecost, uh, a Penobscot, Indian, a former chair of the anthropology department of the University of Connecticut, claimed that the first Thanksgiving was not a festival gathering of Indians and pilgrims, but rather a celebration of the massacre of 700 Pequot, 700 Pequot men, women, and children. In 1637, the Pequot tribe in Connecticut gathered for the annual green corn dance ceremony. Mercenaries of the English and the Dutch attacked and surrounded the village, burning down everything and shooting whomever tried to escape. The next day, Newell notes that the governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony declared a day of thanksgiving, thanking God that they had eliminated over 700 men, women, and children. It was signed into law. This day forth shall be the day of celebration and thanksgiving 
for subduing the Pequot. Most Americans believe Thanksgiving was a wonderful dinner and harvest celebration. The truth is Thanksgiving dinner was invented both to instill a false pride in America and to cover up a massacre. And so these are the type of untruths that we have been given, and now we're getting the information highway. This techno-spiritual technology is enabling us to disseminate and call out these deeper truths because, as it was said, is that half lie is a whole truth. And so now we're beginning to disclose some of the whole truths that we need to be in looking at that because we have been in this country so mixed in saying that we are against each other, the red and black, but we had come here and and the pharaohs of Egypt sent boats here and began in the South Americas beginning to help build what we have in, in Kemet were the first pyramids by built by Imhotep, the multi-genius, were the step pyramids. And if you look at South America and New Mexico, you see the same step pyramids that were built in Egypt, built here in the West. And when they got the maps in the papyrus, they found the outlines of South America, the Amazon River, and the Nile of the West is the Mississippi River. And so because the Mississippi runs from north to south, the Nile in the east runs from south to north. And so we had mapped out this planet, and we had been put here as stewards of the planet, the people of color. But it's our aberrant child or our melanemic ones that have now caused this, this, this confusion upon the planet in trying to create what they say is a one-world order, or they are attempting to say that they are, by God's rule, I mean, word, that they are the rulers of this, and, and, and we are the servants of them. So what I'm seeing is that we have to begin to get the right information. And Ivan Van Sertema is an excellent book. They came before Columbus. Mapping the Mississippians, the Shattered Zones, which is uh, by Robbie Aldrich and Sherry Shuck Hall. These are excellent books. But if we want to start looking at what happened and as far as looking at our people and how we were, that's why I wanted that song, because the uh, three generations, they talk about the, the Trail of Tears. And the Trail of Tears was with Andrew Jackson putting us and saying that they were ready to take this land after they found gold here in Georgia and the Carolinas. They wanted the gold and they wanted the, the five civilized nations to be give up their land. But there was one great chief that was a Shawnee who was named Tecumseh. And what he did was in being the Shawnee and he was told in a prophet from his brother who was a prophet, told by his brother the vision that we should not give up the land on the east. And so what he did was is he began to unify or attempt to unify the five civilized nations. And the five civilized nations consist of the Cherokee, Choctaw, Chickasaw, Creek, and Seminole. 
And even when you look at the Seminole, the Seminole is a combination of tribes because the PD from South South and North Carolina and Yamasees, there were runaways because what you had was is you had another slave trade that was being done after 1619. What they were doing was capturing the indigenous men and putting them or attempting to put them into to labor camps or to put them as slaves they wouldn't because they could run away and hide with the tribe. So what they began to do was is they began to capture them, put them in chains, put them on ships, and send them down to the Atlantic slave trade was going down from America down to the Indies and trading them for Africans that had already been broke and brought back to the Americas. And so what you began to have was a, a depopulation of the indigenous men and forth of the African men into the into the continent of Turtle Island or America. And in that same so, time was go ahead. So it it didn't go down like the way that they said that it was no blacks here until they brought blacks over from no, Africa. There was now wasn't here. the right so the indigenous people Weren't they black or, or right? Or That's what I'm saying. They were okay. They were taking those blacks from here and sending okay. them down to the West Indies mm-hmm. because the Yamasees and the PDs and a lot of the other indigenous people were indigenous people were already mixed and, and of color. They were not all just red. They were black mm-hmm. also. And so right. what we had was an exchange of the melanated people sent down to exchange for other melanated people to be brought up to, to the north, from, from the north going to the south and from the south coming to the north. So that began that exchange. And then we had what we later began to see after Columbus and uh, Sir Francis Drake in 1555, he started what we look at as calling now the Atlantic slave trade, because this is what they were doing in, in the, the Spanish and the Portuguese were going to the coast of Africa and getting and, and trading in, in those captives that were now being fought. But we have to, and I meant to say this in the beginning, mm-hmm. the three main things that started the Atlantic slave trade and the, the genocide process on Turtle Island with our indigenous people is the same three things that are right now in our community doing the same thing with this new uh, slave trade because it's, it's one cycle that is continuously going because of these three things. The three things were cloth, guns, and rum. And if you look in our community today, we deal with what wardrobes and we're going to wear everybody's designer clothes, anything that's not looking African that we want to put on our bodies. With the indigenous people that were here, they began to trade deer skins because they wore what? Buckskins and moccasins. And they began to trade their deer skins and their, their, guard, their, their regalia for European clothing and, and attire. What did they trade with them to do and use to fight against each other to, to, to work for them was guns. 
what did they do? The same thing in the continent was they traded one tribe, they gave guns, and the other ones they didn't in order for them to fight amongst each other and then began to bring them the captives of their war together, one using the guns, one using the guns here. What We had the same thing, rum. Rum is alcohol. You, mm-hmm. you, they traded rum, and you traded rum here, and the indigenous here called it the mind changer or fire water. And the fire water was, was, was burning up the, the indigenous man's spirit and burning up their, their tribal ways because they were influenced by the alcohol to go against their spirit as a spiritual people and go against the spirit of nature. And so we see these three things that are going on in our community today because we want to have wardrobes, we got more black-on-black crime dealing with guns, and we got more liquor stores in our community. Those same three things are now putting us in the courts, which says is that they wrote a 13th Amendment, says which said that they emancipate, and emancipate only means the transfer of ownership. So in that 13th Amendment says neither slavery nor indentured servitude, except if you're duly convicted of a crime. So if you're duly, if they wrote the laws to say what is a crime, and they give you the guns to commit the crime, or they give you the alcohol to get you drunk to commit the crime, then they automatically put you back into an institution of slavery called the prison industrial complex. So this, this, this whole cycle, we have to begin to understand how it's been perpetuated and how it's a continuous cycle until we begin to see what is going to be the truth to free us because we are the only ones that can free ourselves. None but ourselves can free our minds. So this is what I'm seeing and being able to disseminate just parts of, of this whole story because it is so much that, that has been done and so much that we have done, you know. And looking at, look at right now the part of, I said, the Trail of Tears. And in the Trail of Tears, but we'll have to go back to here in Georgia where I live at, and I studied the slave, the whole history of Georgia because it was founded on James Oglethorpe from the King of England in 1732. And the trustees, when they came here to Georgia, they saw that they were using captives in South Carolina. Florida still belonged to, to the Spanish. So they were setting up the colony of Georgia, which they wrote in the Georgia Historical Quarterly in March, 19, March 1932 by an uh, author named Font, F-A-N-T. He wrote an article saying what James Oglethorpe and the trustees, and at the last paragraph on the first page, it says Georgia was founded as a white supremacy colony to be in alignment between the the North Carolina and the Spanish. That was what they wrote, that it was founded as a white supremacy colony. That was specific until 1735. Most of the prisoners that they were sending out of England could not grow the rice and could not work in the swamp marsh areas around Savannah and the Sea Islands, and they began to die out. So what did they have to do? They had to get the people who knew how to build the world. So they began to get the slaves from South Carolina and North Carolina. 
So what we're looking at is that whole part of this whole economic part of taking the land and using the people because the basis of any economics, number one, you have to have land. This is the source of all the world's economics is land. What are the resources that come from the land, the gold, the silver, the minerals, all of that comes from that. So even when we look in the north with the, the original 13 colonies, when you look at New York, and, and, and what do we do on the economic market is the stock exchange and what we exchange. And what the first thing that came about for the be what we call today Wall Street, and if you get a book by Sam Anderson called Holocaust for Beginners, and he talks about how Wall Street got its name. Wall Street was a port, and when the ships would come in bringing the captives that they smelled so bad that the people that were waiting outside on the street wanting to buy new captives, they got tired of the smell. So what the people did was they built a huge wall up by that way so it could cut down the odor as they were bringing off and they had to wash and clean up the, the captives and bring them off of the ship, wash them up, clean them up, and then bring them around the wall and auction them in front of that wall. And that's how Wall Street today has its name. And it's still exchanging commodity of human beings and human suffering. Mm -hmm. So in, in understanding how this all has been, I'm, I'm piecing it all together, and I hope I'm not, you know, misguiding the people, but I'm trying to put the, the, together this whole, his story and our story, because they're two different right. stories. And so what we, what we need to begin to do is to get the research and the work done. By wait a minute, your phone. Answer. Wait, wait, Kwame, we can't hear you. Your phone. I want to, you, you're sounding like you're in the distance. What did you do? Did you move? Okay. Okay, can you hear me now? Uh, that's a little better. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because yes, what's happening I can was hear you. I had my earpiece in, and I'm going to take them out because they, I guess they're weak, so I ain't going to be able to use it. I just put you on speaker, and I'll deal with that. Okay. okay that's better. And okay. Yeah, dealing with Wall Street and dealing with the part of Uh oh, we can't hear you at all. Kwame Sunhorse. Kwame Sunhorse. Kwame. Yeah. 
um, Bush in 2000, when he was the president that were elected in a zero year, was either assassinated or killed or died in office on that. So what has happened is, is this election is a zero year, and it's very possible that this this president-elect and what they're saying and all of this, whoever it was to be him or Trump was to be, that the chances of them making that four years is part of that curse. And so whoever gets it... Kwame, well, can you hear me? I don't... I, I know y'all can't hear him because I can't hear him, and uh, he can't hear me either. I gotta but going forth on the, okay. the Trail of Tears, and who was the person for the Trail of Tears was Andrew Jackson when he got, was general, and he was fighting the, Kwame, can you hear me? the indigenous people of Florida down there, the Seminoles. <clears throat> And what he was doing and trying to get them out of there because those were the state captives that, that were united because Seminole only means the runaway. And so those runaways had formulated uh, a tribe and lived in the land called the Everglades and was able to survive and prosper in the Everglades. But he wanted them out of there, and he went in and he lost the battle because every time he would go in, he would lose. And so when he became president, he made it his business in, in 1830, said that all the five civilized nations would have to begin to be transferred over to the other side of the Mississippi because everything east of the Mississippi was to belong to the European invaders. And so this was the process of elimination of all the, our, our ancestors, our indigenous brothers and sisters and children were put on the Trail of Tears and brought over to Oklahoma. Okla land is only means red land. And so Chickasaw, Chickasaw, Creek, finally the Cherokee and Seminole were brought there and they were put onto that land. But it was a very important part of a thing that happened with them putting that. But I have to go and stay in that time period because after the Trail of Tears in 1835, there was the, the, the part of still looking at what was happening in slavery. And what they had was is they had one part, the, the Dred Scott decision, and the Dred Scott decision had a very important part because it's a rotation in history. George Floyd was killed in Minnesota, and Dred Scott, went and lived in Minnesota and he came back to Missouri and he told he was told the 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 freedom uh the part in which he said that he had lived in a free state with his wife and children that he was no longer a captive and that he was free and they said that he wasn't and it went all the way to the Supreme Court and this was the decision even though you live in a free state you have no right because you are still not a citizen. So that was the great Dred Scott decision. And so as that time went on, and then Lincoln came into office and began to, to see about the who was going to control the industrial labor for the North, and the South had that. And so Jefferson Davis succeeded, and he became president of the South. 
and the rest was the Civil War. And the Civil War lost more of European people than any other war that this country has fought, brother fighting brother. And the thing that was most powerful in the way that they were able to win it was is that they allowed us to have the Second Amendment, that we had the right to bear arms to defend this country and to defend our way out of slavery. And so this is what the soldiers of the 10th Cavalry began to do. And once they formulated themselves and began to help fight the South and to fight those those ones that used to be their masters or their overseers and won that. And then the, the part in which we were able to win it, they surrendered, and then the Emancipation Proclamation was read, and it took three years, no, two, no, 1863, 1865 was when the general order was read in Galveston, Texas, on, on the balcony of the uh, plantation. But that was not the real key to that, just reading that general order. All of those slaves that were there in Texas in the cotton fields were able to wake up one morning in the cotton fields and see black men on horses carrying guns coming and chasing the Confederate soldiers out of Texas. That was a powerful moment for that emancipation that, that later became what we call today as Juneteenth. Those hundreds of soldiers that were under following the general into Galveston, Texas, that was the part that, that was so powerful about that freedom for those ones in changing and bondage all of that time to see someone look like them on horseback with guns coming and fighting white men that had been torturing and punishing and hurting their women and children was a powerful time in our story. And from 1865 to 1877 was called the Reconstruction. And what we just had with this election was what we see happen in the election of, uh, what was it, 18, well, it was called the, the 1877 Compromise. In that election, the Republicans and the Democrats were fighting over the electoral vote. And what happened in that, what Rutherford P. Hayes, told the Democrats, if you give us your electoral vote, we will take the troops out of the South, and y'all will be able to go down there and take all of that has been constructed by those people we freed in 1865. You'll be able to put them back in the same, almost the same method of slavery, but you have to make new laws. And that's where Jim Crow came in. But that was the, what was called the 1877 Compromise. The Republicans took the votes and what, took the electoral from the Democrats and gave them, pulled the troops out of the South and let the, the Confederacy start their, their second road to glory of being the racist states that they were and attempting to bring about what we call today peonage and sharecroppers. And so we see that cycle, and then what happened from there was the part of the land grant. And everything now was looking at what was going to be the next parcels of land to be taken on the west side of the Mississippi, 
where they had just sent all of those Indians. And there's an excellent book called Killer of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI. And this is where, where the happen was, where the Freeman and, and the indigenous, the, the indigenous black and red had settled in. All those different tribes that they had taken from the east had settled in. And one of the most fabulous parts about that that people don't hear about, have you ever heard of Sarah Rector? Can you hear me, Kwame? You still there? Hello. Kwame. Hear me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I guess I had knocked okay. off my mic. But I did you, you ever did. hear Sarah you did. Rector? We we can hear you good. I've been sending you messages. You might have to talk okay. into your phone. Uh, All right. You, you're giving very good them. information, but we're not getting it clearly. Okay. How does it sound now? Because I have to step Much, outside. much better. Yeah, much okay. better. I'm going to have to do a whole thing, sit on the stoops. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Killer of the Flower, Sarah Rector. Sarah Rector was, was uh, what was she? Chickasaw, and okay. and her people had bought land, and and when they came there, everything came out of the Doss Rolls, and land was parcelled, and her family was parcelled, and she owned a parcel of land because every person in the family got a piece of land, and her land that she had was leased out to these the, these white uh, oil oil people, and on that land they found oil. And she became, at 11 years old, the richest black child in America. She was worth millions from the oil wells that they had found on her land. But even more so what happened with the people, because Oklahoma became the oil boom. And this is where Killers, killers the Flower Moon, and about the Osage murders and the birth of the FBI. And this was in the early 1900s. And what happened in the early 1900s was the Osage people, that nation that came and they did the same thing. And they were became millionaires. Basically, the whole tribe were basically millionaires. They began to build these fabulous mansions. They had five and six cars. They were living high on the heart. They had white servants. And the government, after they start finding out that a lot of the white men were, were marrying into the, the indigenous women, into their families, killing off the mother and father, and then having the children that inherited, they would take control because they, the, the women didn't have the power to, to control. So they would take over the family and then get the women committed into institutions or have them murdered. But there began to be a lot of murders by white people of these Osage people and who was being set up as the director of the new branch of what the government was calling the FBI was J. Edgar Hoover. And that was his first job is to investigate the murders that was going on with the Osage nation there in Oklahoma. And so what year was this? What, what year was this? This was eight, 18, this was eight, around the same time of the, the, the Red Summer, eight, 1918, 1919, okay. 1920. Okay. These okay. were the times of that. 
And so this was the timeline that was going. And then on the other side of the river, we had what? The the 1919 riots. All of the riots were where black folks were being killed. And then what happened in Tulsa? 1921 was here we have built and, and established a whole city of nothing but us, our own doctors, lawyers. We had our own stores. We had everything that we needed to sustain ourselves and be free of them. And what happened was the Tulsa riots. So each time, 1877, the reconstruction, then they turn around there and put us back in there until from 1877 to 1965 when we got the Civil Rights Act and we began to get civil rights again. But the, the, the 1900s, we began to build, and what did they do? They came and tore down and destroyed and massacred. This is why when I was talking about on uh, with with uh, the Wilmington the Wilmington massacre that happened on November the tenth, eighteen ninety eight, when the pe- the Republicans this is, was a city election. They had elected the black people had elected the mayor. They had the secretary of state. They had all all of it was controlled by blacks. And the brother wrote an article in the the Wilmington paper that was talking about a white woman lusting after black men and the town went crazy and they that was the first coup d'etat where the republicans went at gunpoint and massacred the people of the town took whoever was left of the political party of the democrats made them resign and turn over the office to them and they took over the office so we're seeing cycles of history and, and, and this, this repeatedness of, of when we build up, they tear down. But we can build this for them. This is why I said this is the part of we needing to take, make the land native again. We're not making America because America is who they identify themselves as. So I don't know how long I've been talking. <laughs> but I know you got to take a break in here, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, you know, you the phone was kind of messing up, so we we was getting bits and pieces uh, here. Okay, so where did so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go ahead? No, I was just trying to figure. We'll out We'll let the. Where the where I mean, it's been going in and out all the time. It's just you just now it sound better. Now we getting a clear understanding. Uh, uh, so yeah, well, see, I was sitting in there in front of the computer on my lap. Yeah, my laptop is there at my desk, yeah. and so I guess with the phone and the laptop both running, it was it was doing that because I had a lot of the PowerPoint. Right, the PowerPoint presentation that I have for this is on that, and that's why I was okay. reading off of it, and that was where I was getting. Okay. I keep my information. I put it all in a PowerPoint. But I know this 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 technology when I'm sitting there sometimes is that the transmission of the Wi-Fi and the phone trying to keep up with the signal and they yeah. they interfering with each other. But right. some of this is still in the top of my head. But mm-hmm. and from that part and and leaving off with that part and what happened in Oklahoma, we come to the 1965 and and the whole part in which we know about these parts of our story. But the other mm-hmm. part I was saying about what happened that we got Native American Month because we used that they had Native American Week 
And just as we had Native Black America, I mean, Black History Week, mm-hmm. and that was by Carter G. Woodson, and the government said that uh, they would give the, the Native American a week. And then George W. Bush said that in 1990, he made it Native American Month. And then Cart, uh, Jimmy Carter in 1976 said that we could have, with the bicentennial, that we would have Black History Month is when we began our Black History Month in 1976. Along with that same year, I think it was 1976 or 78, but they had the Freedom of Religious Act because ever since they had 1890, when they had the massacre at Wounded Knee, they said that Native Americans could no longer do any of their sacred ceremonies. They couldn't do sweat lodges. They couldn't do the sun dance. They couldn't do the ghost dance. All of these were spiritual rituals in which the indigenous people did honoring the ancestors and connect and keeping their spirits connected. So if you were caught doing any of those ceremonies, you were imprisoned and put into the long house. I mean, the iron house, as they called it, but you were put into prison. And so this is where you had the shutting down of both cultures. And we had a similar parallel world because even in the part of, of reservations, you had the uh, missionary schools taking, coming in on the reservations, taking the children bringing them across the country to Pennsylvania and all of these schools outside of the the states that they were in and taking those children, cutting their hair, pedophiles and, and abuse was done to them. The names was taken away. The language was taken away and they were stripped. And then they sent them back as young adults, just about like zombies because they no longer spoke the tongue of their parents that they were taken away as children. And so you had a generation after generations were being taken from, and then the parents were being set back on the reservations and having to go through the Federal Bureau of of Indian Affairs to get their necessary supplies. They could no longer hunt. They could no longer fish and do the things in which they provided for themselves. They had to wait for the rations and, and the distribution of their nat- of their resources to live, and so you look at one of the, the the worst places in the country is is Pine Ridge Reservation, and I have a friend, and I hope he's on the line, a brother named Craig. He's a Lakota, and 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 he can talk about you know the the thing in which is going on on that reservation, the alcoholism, the diabetes, the 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 just abject poverty in this country of wealth you have people that look like third world countries. And so these are the parts of what we have to begin our story. And, and I'm glad you used that picture because I saw on, on the page for you had the invisible. And that was something that a brother who a Lakota brother up in Washington, the national, uh, the national indigenous Congress was started by Jay winter night And he was part of, helping to put this whole thing of the black Indian there and the part of us being put into the museum 
in our culture put into that museum along with the Native Americans, we are put into that museum too, as we have the African American Museum. So what we're doing is 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 what piece that I sent you, and and that was Mama walks on water, and her her daughter is Mumina mm-hmm. Youssef, and she's a, a uh, she's a uh, an artist, and she's she's very much popular, but she sings, and she will not submit and go to the the Sony and all these others. She is going to stay with her traditional culture song. And she's going to stay in what is necessary for us to know in the music for the young people. And so Mumia and Mama Walks on Water and then there's another daughter, forget her name. But they sing traditional songs, but their grandmother was Mountain Eagle Woman. And she used to live here in Georgia. She's crossed over. She's an ancestor now. But she told us in the Choctaw prophecy, it says, is that the children of two shields will come back together, the children of the red and the black. And this is what we have done, and this is what I've been working with up there in Maryland with the sister there that opens up what's called the Healing Lodge. We we put a teepee, and we built a totem pole, and we do rites of passage for black women and black men. We've just started. We've got the third clan group, and it's a nine-month course that you go through, and at the beginning and the end, we do native traditional. You do the lodge, and then at the end, you do humblecha. You go out and you cry for your vision. Because in the process of your rights, you learn all of the things in which is culturally correct for the African and the indigenous to walk your red world and walk your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so what, now, the original... It, indigenous people were dark skinned and so when they and it was the women that had was over the land, not not the men, it was the right. women. Is that correct? You, okay. Right. You're correct and so, because you Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no what I'm I was just trying say to because I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, what I think you're going with is that there are two nations. You, I mean, there's two, there, there are eleven nations in which you have the five nations, which is what you're talking about, where where it comes the the leadership of the women was with the what the Algonquins and the Iroquois nations. What they had was the Longhouse, where Benjamin Franklin went, and he learned the seat of government. In the Longhouse is there's a Longhouse for the chief and the braves and the medicine people. And then there's a long house for the grandmothers, the clan mothers, and the women and the wives of those men. And what they have in the, in the long house of the men is that they discuss that, you know, we've got somebody caught somebody hunting on our land. We need to go to war and fight them. And they come and they vote and say what that they would like to do. And then it's taken to the women, to the women, and the women are like the Senate. They make the final mm-hmm. vote and say what is going to be what. This is where Franklin got the Congress and the Senate from. He copied yeah, the, the, the laws and the way in which they were governed by tribe, but by both cultures, African and indigenous. It was always the matriarchal because the Watahini and the king is chosen by the queen mother and the clan mother. 
in Africa. Mm-hmm. And here, chiefs are chosen by the clan mothers and the grandmothers. So you're mm-hmm. correct, the matriarch. And this, this is where the European came in and changed it. Right, right. Okay, okay. And that's how, like you said, they got access. I mean, besides the killing and the war, but that's how they got access to the land through that through mayor, like you said, the women. They they had right. to go you through marry the women into the family. Mm-hmm. 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 Because they looked at it and said, if we marry her and your daughter has my children, you're not going to kill my children. And you're not going to kill your daughter. This is where mm-hmm. they, they thought their way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And and uh, let, let, let me open the line up so you can get some questions here, and then we'll continue. Tutmos, uh, right. you have a question, comment? Peace, Sister Burrow. Can you hear me? Peace. Yes. Peace and love. Better love. Better love. Better love, Brother Kwame. Um, Better love, Brother Tutmos. Yes, sir. I got a brother um, in New York. You in New- uh-huh. Can I ask you a question right quick? You're in New York. Sure. I got a brother, that that Lakota brother, he's in New York, and he's trying to find somebody conscious that he can talk to up there, and he's from I'm from uh, the Dakotas. And so I was telling him about you. You're probably going to be on the line, but go ahead with your question. Sure, sure. What part of New York? I think he said he's either Brooklyn or Harlem. He's oh, okay. He's, he's in the city. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Right. Um. Yes, sir. Man, uh, I don't get the correlation between what our ancestors built here and that pretty modern stuff they got over there in Egypt. Um. Have you ever seen Camel Soupe? No, I haven't seen that. But I, I, what I was speaking about, and and I was talking about Imhotep, and and the the way in which civilization came from the the, the south to the north, is that what civilization began from Lake Nyanza, even further on down into South Africa, were the civilizations before that, because Nubia is the mother of Egypt. Yeah, that's that's what they. I mean, yeah. See, I don't, I don't get into the, um, I don't find validity in the Egyptian um, Nubian history. So, you know, like I, I get it, but I just, I just, like, if you look at the stuff we built, right? Look at Carol Supe, C A R A L S U P E. Like you can see, Pitt, obviously older than anything over there. And then right after that, you go up in Peru, you got Machu Picchu. Now the way we built was using Stone, we didn't cut stone. We didn't use synthetic stones like they used in Egypt. Those was made in quarries, quarries and stuff. Our stone, like we took it, it was not uncut. The raw stone on top of another raw stone perfectly. You can't even put a piece of paper between them. Like the stuff over here is way older and it's totally different ways that we built than they did. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And the, um, the transatlantic slave trade, I've never seen any evidence to prove that ever happened. Okay, and that 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 should be debated because there were 
what we call in slave trades was what they call captives, and and what they were doing is bringing captives to do work, like the 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 the, the Tawinas and the uh, Arawaks in 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 Puerto Rico and Domingo. Those Indians there were not as sturdy into working the mines as was that the Portuguese and the the Spaniards were trading off the coast of Guinea and, and West Africa, bringing those people to work because what they did was is they had massacred so many of the, the, the Arawak people by cutting their hands off because they, they weren't producing fast enough or they weren't doing enough, and they were massacring and genocidal them, so they had to get a new labor force to bring into that country. That was what, what you, we're talking about, the Atlantic slave. And then they talk about the other parts when they, they brought into the others in the, in the West Indies and those others. But we were already there. And what they were looking at is and looking at the African, that Leo Africanus, is, that's how Africa got his name, because he was the one in which they named after. And he was the one in which that, had told them about the Africans because he, he was an African that had gotten there and met the Pope and the Pope had, had studied and, and his, his knowledge that he gave him about Africa and, and all that was there. This is why they, they looked at Africa in, in a couple of ways, because when the Moors went in in 792 through Spain and Portugal, they went in there there was only one university and there was only, they didn't even bathe. And what happened was is they, they, they modernized them and the buildings that you see and the leatherworks and things you see were part of the teaching mm-hmm. from the Moors all the way up into 1491 when they were kicked out of, of, of Europe or Eurasia. Yeah. I, see, I look at that history different too. But I, I got what you're right. saying. I just, I just don't um, see the like what I've been taught. You know, like what I was taught in school is exactly what you said. But like what I've been taught is that um, they took people from here over there to work. Um, the opposite way is as it's been told. Yeah. And you can even see I, that I with the that. um, with the Portuguese, right? Because they they const- they was having a war in um, uh, not Uganda, uh, Angola. I believe it was in Angola, and they were bringing uh, the the Americans from Brazil over there to fight with them because they was losing the war. Right. They needed um and Americans to fight. Um, but remember, but the last I thing I was, they took, mm-hmm. I was sharing ahead, that when I said that the the other Atlantic trade was coming off, coming out of America and down into the West Indies. This is what they they were taking the the copper colored people from here, taking them down there and exchanging them for the ones that they had broken, the tribal people there that had been broken to submit to slavery and bringing them back up here because they could, they weren't able to break all of these ones here. Yeah, that's that Willie Lynch. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, the last thing I want to say is a brother named uh, Ron March. How's Ron March doing, Bev? He's all right? Excuse me. I just okay. saw him Tuesday. He, no, I'm I'm here. I just saw him Tuesday. Oh, okay. He's doing good. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Now he he the way he teaches it, um, brother Kwame is that they created the five tribes with the Doors Roll and the Doors mm-hmm. Act. 
So the Cherokee, Choctaw, Creek, Chickasaw, and the Seminole are all made up by the white people to take our tribal names away from us. Uh, and the Seminole is mixed. So that was mixed. Like semi is mixed right, in all languages. So those were mixed uh, half half of us, half of the Spanish people that, you know, ran, ran down in uh, Florida at the time mixed together. And that's who they cut a deal with. But like the original tribal names, Blackfoot and Apache and all those names, they taken away from us and put us in these five tribes, you know. Even the six original tribes, like when they came here, um, uh, up in um, the New York area, up in Ontario and all that, they even took those, like, you you got to be a part of these five tribes to get that um, nation recognition. Um, and that, right. by doing that, that took us, uh, put us into that descendant of slavery category as opposed to the Indian, which is a, supposed to be a non-tax, you know what I'm saying, rightful person of the land. Um, but the five tribes, as far as what I've been taught, is, is uh, a fiction of the white people to take us off of our original um, tribal names. Uh, and that was all I had to say. And and you're both very much correct in it because, and and I answer to your question, Tutmos, in the part what the 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 civilized there was five civilized nations. What you're talking about, the ones had assimilated mm-hmm. into the European mindset. This is why Tacoma right. did it. But I started off with the Mississippians because those were the the original dark people that built Cahokia, uh, Poverty Point, Colomoki. Uh, all the different earth mounds and the first cities were built by the Mississippians. And then they were dispersed and they became these other nations on this island. And so what you have is you have, they have two theories in saying the Mississippians came up from the south and did what they did. And then you had the ones that came across the Barren Straits that came in and came in that way. And they, they call it because you got, uh, Eskimos and, and, and those people there are dark melanated people. And how are you getting dark melanated people in all the coal and snow? So this, this right. is, you know, this is what the science is looking, but what we're looking at is that we're all one people because this is the way we saw ourselves as one people. The European was the one who came in with the division. So uh, thank you, Tugmos. Uh, so when when y'all when there were different tribes, y'all still looked at yourself as one. Just like you say, you had the Apaches and the and the Creeks and all of those, but you still looked at yourself as one. Right, we were one nation because mm-hmm. even when they named Oklahoma and they said it was mm-hmm. called the Red Land, because all of the people of that land. The only way that a state can become a state, it has to have a majority white population. When Oklahoma tried to become a state, they would not allow it to be a state until the, the white settlers came in in the land rush and took over the land. That is the way in which they, they will allow them to get a, a trust or no, a corporation in order to mm-hmm. become a state incorporated. And also I heard that the Constitution was modeled after uh, what the indigenous people had. Okay. Right. 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 And they they copied because it was a combination of 
the indigenous laws of the wampum and the other part was the Magna Carta because they have a copy of the Constitution and the Magna Carta there in Washington, or, and, and that's what they, they formulate their government from. Mm-hmm. Okay, Let, let's uh, open up here. 336-350. Uh, give thanks, Sister Bev. <laughs> grand Rising. Thanks uh, you, God grand Lee. Rising. Did, this is so deep, uh, uh, Sister Bev. Uh, I don't want to be long-winded, but I have to say, share these things. First of all, to start out with, I want to dedicate this to my friend who just made his transition uh, on the 4th at 12.30 a.m. And uh, that adds up uh, to a 1, something like that. But um, okay. um Okay, it's very symbolic, and tonight adds up to a one as well. That's dropping knowledges and planting seeds, and I want to dedicate this again to my friend, William Raymond McDonald. Raymond okay. is my husband who's on the other side, I mean, uh, who's on this side in North Carolina, who opened up my third eye when we first connected to all of what is taking place tonight, family. And I also want to dedicate it not only to William, who decided to buy this land that was in a dream in 2016, and then at the end of 2016, I was able to physically eyeball this land in the, in, in, uh, here in Arizona, in the Dragons. It's in Cochise County, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. Coach, it's near the stronghold. That's very, very symbolic, family. also want to dedicate this to my grandchildren, my children, my great-grandchildren, and your children and your great-grandchildren because somebody from my tree, my tribe, is going to come across this information because I need for you to know the Paris clan, the Crawford clan, the Van clan. I need for you to know that you come from very, very powerful people in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, who were also a part of the Trail of Tears, who also were a part of Black Wall Street. My granddad, my dad's dad, had 300 acres of land. I need you to know this family. I mean the Paris clan, the Van clan, the Crawford clan, and the others who are connected. We also had a church. My granddad was a minister. We also had a school, and somewhere it is recorded. My, your grandmother, your great-great-grandmother, she was full-blooded Cherokee. Our people are Cherokee and Osage from Oklahoma, from Tahlequah, and the surrounding areas, Muskogee, Tulsa. All of those areas, babies. And this is your grandmother, Robert Lee Paris. I came, that's my maiden name. 
So remember this, people, because this information that Brother Kwame and, and others are going to be dropping is vital. My dad would tell me these stories when he would get drunk and beat on a pot and pan drumming. And I really thought he was full of shit. I just have to put it like that. And it hurts my heart, family, that I was too fucking dumb, stupid, illiterate. I did not overstand. And it had or understand. And it had to do with my upbringing growing up in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a Phoenician from Maricopa County. And how I was raised and taught, this information wasn't shared unless my people, my dad, was feeling good with his rum. Rum. When I heard rum mentioned, I thought about my dad. So my grandchildren, Xavier, and my great-grandson, Jaden, and all of my other great-grandchildren, I need for you to pay attention and research, babies. And Brother Chuckmos, you do it with the quickness, and you connect with Craig, because Craig is a van. Craig is family. It's very important that you two work together to find a way to get those sweat lodges up and running and assisting with people who look like us to find out who they really are. I had a campground, Camp Arizona, for 13 years in North Carolina. When it came time for me to leave, I was persecuted. When they found out that I knew certain knowledges, it took them two years to get my black ass out of there, but they they managed to do that, okay? And right now I'm dealing with a similar situation. And the reason that I'm speaking about it is because these things need to be known. We must find other ways, people, to go back to the Overground Railroad. We must find ways to go back to us, our natural way of doing things. It's important, you see. And so my friend, William, some way or the other, the ancestors infiltrated his body and allowed him to purchase land and to clear it. I'm putting all of this together, and this is so deep and so metaphysical. It's just unreal. And if I had not been a part of this, I wouldn't believe it myself. And everything that Brother Kwame talked about, the trail of tears and and wounded knee and and standing rock and and all that he didn't talk about. Family, I have about 2,000 tapes of footage of my journeys back and forth to standing rock, 
back and forth to Wounded Knee, back and forth to Canada, to to uh, uh, all of those places with all of those chiefs and gathering information. You see, so what we must do, bottom line, is come together as a unit and work together to create and solidify this overground railroad. And when I saw what my Caucasian friend, he's a friend, I knew then that something was getting ready to change. And it's changing in a major way. So I can go on and on about this. And I appreciate you allowing me, family, to have this time. But it's a lot, a lot of things that are getting ready to unfold. And we must come together and get real and get with the earth. If you can't do that and solidify yourself, then you might as well just keep on trucking. Because it's going to get real, y'all. We're going to have to uh, do do something much different than what we've been doing. Thank us. Thank us. Thank, Thank us, Ms. AZ. And, you know, <clears throat> she's speaking to the part about us overstanding the land because this is the 200th anniversary Earth Day of uh, Earth Year of uh, Harriet Tutman because she was born mm-hmm. in 1820. And the thing of it is, is that she created, yeah, the Underground Railroad. But we now, as descendants of that person, we have to create and connect back to our cosmic selves. And the things in which she followed to get to freedom was the the Big Dipper and and being able to follow the North Star to the North. But we've got to connect back and create what we have to do as land, get back to the land, because we have to create oasis. And OASIS is an acronym I use in saying that OASIS is our ancestor's spirit and service. When we come back to the land, we connect back to our ancestors that are here waiting for us because we're the ones we've been waiting for, and they're the, here on the land waiting for us to come back. And so it's, it's very much a time that we are having to reconnect and it's really, I was saying about today being the 13th, but it also is in the alignment that Mars goes direct because it has been retrograde. And when a planet mm-hmm. goes retrograde, it means it has to look at going back and seeing some things. And tomorrow at 12.07, tomorrow night at 12.07, it begins the, the, the new moon. And in that new moon and those 15 days that that moon will wax, and then when it comes on the 30th, again, as a full moon, we will have an eclipse. And eclipses mean that we're getting a reboot. When the sun darkens the moon or the moon darkens the sun, that cosmic consciousness is rebooted through that, 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 that eclipse. And then even the greater thing that's happening moving into the, the knowledge of the star knowledge is that on December 21st, 20 is the 4,000-year alignment, which is marked by Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, at zero degrees Capricorn. And that is in the time in which the 4,000, the 2,000 years of Pisces, Virgo, 
will end is, is at its ending and the beginning of the 2,120 years will start for the Aquarian age or the Aquarian era. We understood this star knowledge, even the African cosmology, the Mayans, the Kemetic, and even the indigenous because the Dakotas, and I danced with a, a chief of, of the Dakotas, and he's the keeper of the 52,000 years star bundle knowledge in which these indigenous people of this land, they are the holders of these knowledges. And even with the sacred traditions, and you know, you hear Lakotas and you hear ones talking about the white buffalo calf woman. And when, when you heard me say about the, the Pequot and having their green corn festival is because there's a green corn festival goddess. She's part of the, the, the big dipper, the seven sisters in the, in the constellations of the heavens. And so with the white Buffalo calf woman came and she brought the sacred Chinupa and she brought the other sacred ceremonies that was given to them because they knew that the people of the yellow and the black and the red, the ones that were, they were coming and they had to be given the sacred ceremonies in order to, to know how to stay connected to spirit on this land. And so with us being the black in the sacred circle, we are the keepers of the water. We are the consciousness. We are where the ancestors dwell and we are where the thunder beings and the lightning and all of this comes from. So we have a very important part in being here and, and have had an important part of being here on this land. We're represented in the sacred circle of the four colors and the four directions. And this is powerful because we have to understand what we're doing here makes right now what we're doing here is awakening our Akashic record and we're activating those dormant DNA strands that are now being activated from these alignments, from this energy coming down from the heavens. And so it's an important time that we awaken the Akashic record, but it's also in that 4,000 years that I talked about in saying that this alignment is aligning that the sacred, the divine feminine and the sacred masculine are coming back to balance. And it's the part of the we have to be able to honor this divine feminine that's coming back into her power. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, let me open this line up. 704-631. 704? Peace. Can you hear me? Greetings. Yes. Am I on? Greetings. Greetings, Sister yes, Beverly. Yes, you are. Greetings, Brother Greetings. Kwame. Greetings, Cassell. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, I got a question, a quick question in reference to the uh, the mounds, the mound builders, okay? Who exactly were the mound builders? The Mississippians were, they said, were the ones that were came from the south, coming from down in the South Americas, and they were part of what we call like the Olmec, the Mayans, and all of those, and they migrated up here into the north the same way that we did on the continent. We migrated from the south up to the north. And so in that migration, they came here through Mexico and on up into to the Americas, and they began to build the earth mounds. 
and they began to align them with the star constellations that were over this turtle island, like Poverty Point and Kolomoki, which is down in Albany, Georgia, the Etowah Mounds, and the, the biggest city, the first city in America was uh, Cohokia, and that's up there on the Mississippi River. And I was, was talking about uh, George Floyd and, and that energy about that, but it's funny that Minnesota is a pivotal point because Lake Itasca in Minnesota is where the Mississippi River begins, and it begins in the north and it runs to the south, just as the Nile runs from Lake Victoria or Lake Nyanza, and it runs up north from the south to the north. And But those were the ones that came up. The Mississippians were the ones that came up from the south and began to build and, and, and do that in what we call Turtle Island. Okay. All right. One, one more. You know, listen, now, you. I had to, can you hear me now? Is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. Am I yeah, go ahead. coming in clear? Okay, yeah, I'll try to speak up a little bit. I'm driving right now. Um, yeah, you spoke about the indigenous people of North America going down to the south and the Africans coming up. Is that correct? Did you say that? I didn't say that. The, the captives, the the the, the color, the brown colored people brought up from from the West Indies. There were there were those of, of melanated people there in the, in the West Indies and in the in those islands, just as they had the ones here. They were just an exchange, and those ones that had been broken to servitude, and they weren't a part of the tribes that they could assimilate into. But see what they were causing the division because the Yamasee, the PD, the all of those nations above on the eastern were melanated people. But when you turn around there, they could run away and rejoin and hide amongst their people. The the ones coming from the south were brought here. They couldn't speak the same language. They weren't the the and and of the same cut, but they looked the same. And so this is where that, that exchange of what they were doing. Okay. Okay. All right. Those are my two questions. Peace and peace and love and, you know, keep on building. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank, Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go to um, 404-259. 404-259. Greetings, greetings. How you doing, Sister Bev? This is uh, Brother Rio. Oh, greetings, Brother Rio. Better love. Better love, better love. Uh, brother Kwame, you dropping some, some knowledge, brother. Uh, I'm also located in Georgia. I was wondering if I could get your contact information and be able to uh, to link with you. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I. I, I yeah, he she she got your number, so she can. I give her permission to send my number to you. Yeah, I'm in Eaton. To where are you in Atlanta? Uh, outside Atlanta, right outside uh, Indicator. Okay, my son is Indicator, so yeah. Okay, uh, and uh, I, I just had a couple questions. Um, I mean, you, you definitely dropped in some facts, and uh, I wanted to. Um, asked you if you had come across any research um, dealing with the Huguenots and uh, maybe the Wallai, um, you know, some Europeans um, who were more melanated but also came over to uh, Turtle Island and um, 
may be uh, can be considered part of the problem of which we find ourselves in today. I've, I've heard of that one of those tribes, but they were Northwesterns, the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm speaking in particular about um, like uh, after 1492, well, as as the Spaniards and the Portuguese and um, everybody was warned against the, the Moors over in Europe, um, those people who were fleeing were coming over to uh, the United States well, what will become the United States, but we're coming over to Turtle Island. Um, and also the um, nobility, um, like the English nobility, as well as uh, Portuguese and all those, um, pretty much plotting against the indigenous people on this continent uh, by setting up the colonies, uh, because the colonies, as we well know, were corporations in the United States, are just an extension or an expansion of those corporations. Yeah, well, you, you're right at that because the, the two people and Sir Francis Drake, 1555, and then you had Columbus, but Columbus never came to Turtle Island. He he only got as far as, I think, Cuba before that. That was the only island that he that came that far west, but he had been sent back. But what he had done and so much of his massacring that uh, Bartholomew de la Casa had written so much about his atrocities that they they imprisoned him for what he was doing and and the only way that he got out was partially because he had brought so much gold back from the 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 people of what now is known as Haiti or Santo Domingo and Puerto Rico the Tinos and the Arawak Okay. I appreciate the info, brother, and uh, I would love uh, to get the deal with you and, uh, right. you know, well, cheers, we cheers, put, put some more pieces of the puzzle together. Oh, yeah, because each one has got to teach one, so I can't be a generational thief, uh, and I'm an elder. Next thing I got to do is become an ancestor. What all has been given, I got to pass it on because we have to be able to give truth to who we are. And it's funny that you asked that question because my granddaughter, my daughter called me today, and my granddaughter is doing virtual school. She's in Alabama, and they're studying indigenous people. And she was talking with my daughter, and she says, Mommy, I, I, I got to pick my name. And so she says, Okay, I'm going to pick the sun and the arrow. And she picked the sun and the arrow, and she says her name is, is Sun Hunter. Her her culture. She's hunting for information okay. of who she is. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think a Thank good you. place to let to start that is uh, genealogy. You know, because that's a good way of finding out who you are as well as yeah. who your people are. And if we yeah. all do that, we can all connect our stories, and we can find out again what our story truly is instead of being told in schools and everything about you know right. What our story and, and think, could have been. Yeah. And Tutmos had, had spoke, somebody spoke about the Doss Rolls. The Doss Rolls was right. what the Doss Rolls was, is they needed to record how much land was given to each person. That's where that came from. They needed to record how much land the people 
of our people had gotten land from them being put there in Oklahoma. And that's how that mm. came about. That's how the Osage got that land that they that under it. They found oil. But by then, the government had given it to them, and they couldn't take it back. And they, they, they had to figure out another way to get it in, but they started killing and taking and marrying into it. Wow. Okay, well, I appreciate the time, well, thank and uh, thank you for taking my call, Beth. I'll sit back and, uh, and listen and, and keep enjoying. Okay. Not love. And the call-in number here is 323-642-1586, 323-642-1586, and push the number one if you have a question or a comment. Uh, here we go here. Let's see. 404568. 405. 405. Yeah. 405. I'm looking at another number. 405568. Better love. How are you doing? How are you doing, loved one? Good, good, good. Uh, peace to the, the host, the guests, the callers, and everything. Brother Kwame, peace. Okay. Really? Um, I was listening to you and uh, Brother Tutmos, um conversation and I was confused because um like we can't refute the the slave trade existed of course it existed yes um and when he was saying that it was actually in reverse how they were exporting not importing it the 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 facts kind of lead to that being true but my question is, like when you say that the Portuguese and, and and those people came from those lands and came and conquered the tribes and um, basically just took over the land and until they were able to take over the land and make it a corporation and establish a bond in said name of the United States or whatever the case may be, where is the history that that um, this is what what perplexes. This is what my, me and my daughter we always try to research, especially this this abomination that they call Thanksgiving, um, and and we dub it in our home. Thanks for giving us. Excuse my language. Thanks for giving us your shit, day. <laughs> but when where's the history that that teaches like because them people didn't just come over here jump off their boats and just start whooping ass and and taking names and they they couldn't even survive without us teaching them how to till the soil and how to you know how to the lay of the land and where's that history like it had to be at least two generations at least two logically well, thinking it had to be at least two generations before they were even in a position to be able to conquer us, these people that were here long before they even could walk on all on two legs. So that's my question. Where is that history and why we don't focus on that? Well, and that's an excellent question. And I think I gave it because you're correct, because they came in in 1620 the massacre that opened up for Thanksgiving was in 1637. So you're correct. That was 16 years that they had to, to learn from those people and how, because they came with the idea that they were devils, but they, they saw that they couldn't exist and didn't know how to farm or knew how to hunt and do the things they needed to do for them to survive until they got enough 
of them to be able to say that we now know how to work to to do what they did, hunt, how to plant and grow our crops and how to do all of that because they were taught by us. And the thing was is once they learned, then you're no longer a need. So that's why they hired the mercenaries to kill the 700 Pequot. And those are recorded, and that's how they, they declared the day of Thanksgiving. But the other part that you're talking about in the history of them that and what they were able to come is because we had been here and had relationship and, and had had our golden time in the sun. And so what you're seeing is is that this aberrant child, this melanemic, is now trying to catch up and, and to conquer and own that which they were not able to build in that barren land that they call Eurasia. Because it's it's not Europe. The only thing that uh, geography, if I remember from school, that a continent is a body of land surrounded by water. And the only body of land surrounded by water, you've got Asia, which is a body of land. You've got West Asia, East Asia, you've got China, you've got Russia. All of that's Asia. Only body of land that's surrounded by water that white folks are on, that's the British Kingdom. That's Britain. That's England. That body of land is that. But all the other lands are connected to a landmass of a continent that they have divided and given different names to themselves, but it's not the actuality of what's what we once know, because you can take five United States and put it in the continent of Africa. Geogra- I mean, landmass-wise, we that continent is that big. So we understand that... I'm sorry, brother. My bad. I go ahead, go ahead. I'm just wondering where you get get that information from because this landmass okay, is, is you type, cannot type fit five okay, of the, this landmass in the, the landmass of Africa. You just can't do it. That's that's a farce. That's that that that's, that's, that, what, that's what you that's what you see in, in, in geography topography in the way in which they draw the maps. And and that's what you're looking at. But if there there's uh I know I am America's is the Turtle Island breaking up. Uh, what's the name of this map? The Arcadian map. But what it is is that there is a map in which they show the size of, of Africa is larger because what the topographers did, when they draw it, they make the continent of Asia and all of that, and they make Africa smaller in order to, to give it that, that thing that it's lesser than what it is, which is, is greater. And this is the way topographers went and started designing maps in order to teach from that, that map drawing that, these, that that continent is small, but the landmass of, of Africa is the center of the world. And yeah, that's I the agree. Exact and, and zero the, north. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Right, but that that that's the that's the the exact why it's it's such a a large continent in the way that well, it's structured on the planet. It is at the exact do- north and 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 the the exact center of the world, and it's in the exact true north. That's interesting because um, it depends on which topographer you you. I mean, because there's so many different maps. Um, right. Different um, it's so many different, yeah. So, 
So who we don't know, we really don't know, because we don't have no plan. Well, we, we don't we, we don't know really the truth of it. But when when you be log when you're logical, it's it, you know it changes. You know through the decades, through the centuries, it changes. It changes dramatically. But right. when you look and, at the the first people to tell time, um, using the sundial, and the first people to um really build civilizations were not in Africa. They were not on that continent. They were here. They were in Central and South America, on the Americas. Um, but, I don't know of any... I don't, I'm sorry, go ahead. And what I was sharing with you was is that we were, inter, we, we were able to navigate between continents. And when you look Into at Pangea, we were, yeah, we, but when you look back at Pangea, it's for, how far back do we want to go? Millions of years ago when all of this was connected, because all of this, you can take the continent of North America and it goes right in, like a piece of a puzzle will go fit right into the West Coast of Africa. Even the, the geologists there, I, I go gemstone hunting. And I go there in North Carolina, the Diamond Mines, and what they have there is called skeletal quartz. And the skeletal quartz that are there comes out of North Carolina in the earth that the same skeletal quartz that's found in in West Africa is the same skeletal quartz that is found in North and South Carolina along the coast area. So how did that – Just like the Nile River – and the and the right. and the, the Mississippi. Okay, but I'm sure we could find those court deposits in on the other clear on the other side of the planet. I, I understand, man, what you're saying. I do get you. I mean, I get what you're okay. saying, but it's just like it's just is. I'm just perplexed because we keep focusing on Africa being the beacon. But that of and 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 that's what I'm saying. It's good that you perplexed because you need to to figure out. How am I going to answer this question? Because this is something I need to know. There is research, and we have an information highway. And you were saying about you and your daughter coming to, you have to dig and find your truth. Because let me ask you this. What's the only vowel in the word truth? If you spell the word truth, what's the only (laughs) vowel in there? Yeah. I don't know. If you can't quantify yeah. it, then it can't be true. T T T T R U T H. The U. You. The truth is yeah. the U. And when you think it right, and this is where we have to come. We're looking for everything to come from us. Everything Wilmy says, everything in the universe is within you. When will you learn to use yourself? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm just perplexed, man. Everybody has all these opinions and all these different history lessons, and but I have to look at logic. See, I'm in Oklahoma, and and that's the land. It's the land of the red dirt. The history here, California, Louisiana, Texas, all these places has a vast, rich history that predates all of this crap we're talking about. And oh yeah, my, my family has been here for generations. And I do have family that came from the Carolinas and from the South that has um, that went through the train trail of tears and um, before the land rush. And what I'm talking about predating that, and and I'm I think we're trying to tap back into that essence, that spirit, that that 
metaphysical spirit that's within us. And I'm not looking to Africa for that. I'm not looking but, to... Am I tripping, Kwame? Right. Am I tripping? <laughs> no, you're not tripping, bro. You, no, you're, you're not. Right on point. You're right. right on point. And see, the thing that you're doing is the hunger is in you. You are knowing that it's in there. You got to bring, you got to keep turning on seeking truth. And that Akashic record that's in your DNA and those, those 33,000 strands of, of dormant DNA become activated, the light bulb comes on. Thank you, hey, ma'am. My electric bill. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. My electric bill is okay. so high, my light bulb stays on. I love that. <laughs> All right. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. love. <laughs> okay. Let's go to 917924. 917? Yes. 924. Yes, Hello? we hear you. Oh. We hear oh. you. I'm Craig. Hi. How, How are, are you? you doing? Great, great. Good, good. good. One love. That's my Lakota brother. One love. How Okay. How? How? I've been listening. I've been listening. I think it was said earlier that there was no uh, relation between people from the south and the people of the north. Now, I want to point out a place in Mexico called Teotihuacan. When we go into a sweat, we call it inikaga, inikarapi, inipi, sweat. But the, the, the name of it, the edifice, the dome that we use, is called Tetipi Wakan. If one were to go and find out the meaning of Teotihuacan located in Mexico, it means sacred house. So I wanted to point that out. They both have the same meaning. Teotihuacan and Tetipiwakan in the Lakota language. I think it's language. And uh, it was a lot of, you know, when I, I began my journey in 2012, something that uh, Brother Kwame knows about, um, when I got back on the Red Road, a lot of emphasis was placed on me learning the language mm-hmm. and how it relates to the pipe because there's a strong belief that the pipe speaks and understands Lakota. So I had to, I had to go and learn as much as I could. Um, it's my first time well, on the show here. Well, thank you. We're glad <laughs> to have you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, there was a band of Assiniboine, uh, you might know him as Catawba, uh, but I know him as Chatuabe. And there was a subgroup called Isanti, Isanti, or Iswa, which is, uh, it comes from the, the word Isa, which means knife, knife river people. Um, about 1768, Every single Santee Indian, which is, which were actually Assiniboine, was shipped to England to become slaves. And I'm finding proof of that in my DNA because I did take a DNA test 
I'm on Get Match Genesis, and I'm finding relatives, cousins, very close, third to fourth cousin range, born and raised in England, and I'm looking at their DNA, and they're Amerindian across about 11 chromosomes out of 22, just like me. So I find that very interesting. I also wanted to point that out. Mm-hmm. And with that, okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna recede and allow the show to continue because I'm very I'm very intrigued uh, by what I'm hearing. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you for letting me on. Thank, Thank you for letting me on. Thank you. Oh, what? Oh, What? 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 It's important is language. And and yeah. it's a word that yeah. that's used that is squaw, and the squaw is is, is Algonquin, and and in it when it uh, was heard by the European, and they looked at it and and they start using it, but it's a derogatory. It means vagina, and the yep. women didn't like that that word being used to identify them as uh, what is it one is woman, W-I-Y-A-N, isn't that correct, in Lakota? Oh, Winya, Winya. 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 Right, and that yep. means woman, but in, in that name they use, just like when you said like, uh, about like Winya Bay, South Carolina. Right, but when, when <laughs> I think it was yep. what Bev was saying about the, the Apache. And we use that word, and we call those people Apache, but that's offensive because they are Dene. Mm-hmm. Apache mm-hmm. only means the enemy. And so yep. those names, just like there is not a Sioux tribe, those are European words to identify people because they can't speak the language. <coughs> right. And so, so the this word. is why it's important to understand in the language. Like he said, you know, they named the Creek the... The, the Creek, the Choctaw, the Chir- those were nations, and the nations were identified by, you know, how they lived in certain lands, because Muscogee Creek came from Tecumseh because they lived by the creeks, and they were sm- well, musty-smelling, just like you have the Blackfoot. The Blackfoot got their name because they were part of the tribes of Canada and uh, Al- Alberta and Minnesota, all the northern uh, states. And because they traveled so much, their moccasins were always blackened. And the people would identify uh-huh. them and saying those names because you, you have different, like, uh, uh, what is it, Chattanooga. Uh, what is the, the river that runs through Atlanta? Chattanooga River. But it, Chattanooga, it means the, the rock flowers. So you have to understand the language and what it interprets, and we use it in such ways, and they became offensive and given us identities that were not our own, just like the N-word. Right, exactly. Um, Language is a big important part, piece of the puzzle, because of the use of the glottal stops, the clicking in the back of the neck, which goes directly to the stem, and that, that clicking on that stem in the back of your neck, it stimulates that part of the brain that awakens some of that genetic memory. Yeah, but and the other part, to, too, it is, is yeah, the land in which people think. live. The, 
Uh, you the, move the, out the from land linear thinking. It changes your thought processes. This is what I was taught okay. in South Dakota. Right. But the other mm-hmm. part that they found in researching is that there's electrical current in the Earth's human frequency. And different lands have different frequencies. And when you stay in a certain environment, you vibrate to a certain frequency that you use in your language. Great Anybody show. else there? Very sure. Bev, you still with us? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just talking. I had my phone on mute. And uh, I was thanking the caller, uh, 917. I was thanking you for calling in and calling in again. Um, now I'm going to 609-813. 609-813. Do you have your mute on? Yeah, I apologize. My two-year-old, <laughs> she okay. pushed the button. I guess it. she was listening okay. to the show also. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, and, and the beauty the part, when they were speaking of the land, if they go to, um, even on Pinterest, they have, it's called Gowana Land, Lumaria, and you'll see the original maps of the attachment before Pele, and it'll be able, you'll be able to overstand the soil in reference to what you use. So it, all of the biblical dialogue is speaking of over here, you know, as being the motherland. This is the only place on the set that has four seasons. So you're in the Dedentra mm-hmm. when you speak of United States, and you're speaking of the feeding of those of you know the stories of old feed them all because they were having a famine and Joseph did his thing. You're speaking of over here. So it's not over there. It's like flip. They say when that cake flip. So in reference to turn your maps upside down and stop yeah, looking at the that. logo that says United States because United the corporation is humongous. The 51st state is what you call Israel. It goes on and on and on. And they imprint the logo in most mindsets. Hmm. So go on the journey. The ancestors are calling, what have you. I, you know, the 21st of December, it's going to be on. Matter of fact, it starts right now. Yeah, okay. The 13th. Yeah. Okay. Peace and yeah. love. Thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Better love. Appreciate y'all too. All right. Okay. Okay, let's go to 708-829. Greetings, beloved family. How's everyone doing this evening? The Bear, Brother Kwame, better Greetings. love together. Better love, Eddie. How are you Greetings, doing, yes, Brother yes, Eddie? Yes, loving. I'm, loving, I'm loving it as usual. And uh, <laughs> Brother Kwame, keep. You know, dropping it like it's hot, because as long as you dropping it like it's hot, I'm going to catch it like it's a cold. Yes, baby, because, see, they're trying to get this coronavirus. I just want the normal cold, baby. I can deal with it. This garbage they keep pushing. But uh, great show to add on to uh, tidbits of what you're saying, dealing with the question that Brother Mel raised, dealing with, you know, here and there, that's how they still got us messed up. When you basically told at the very beginning Asia as one continent, we can walk from one region to the other. Once the separation happened for whatever reason, because everybody has their own particular lessons that they've got how this continent broke apart, when you said that it was on a particular vibration, 
This is why they separated. This is what we're going through now, six feet of separation, family. Look at it. They're hmm. still doing the same thing. They did it to the land, the land mass that we're talking about land. They're doing it to the land mass within us, our brains, our land upstairs in the kingdom. Because understanding that same land mass is called Africa, it's the same land mass that's called America. It's the same land mass that is called England. It's all the same number, different words, and we get twisted by the words of English, which is the occult. It's the same darn thing, family. They got us twisted trying to find all these different pieces when they separated just like they're doing right now with this shelter-at-home, stay-at-home, shelter-in-place, no more than martial law. But again, the pieces that we're putting together is crucial, and it's a, a reason for it now being Happy Family Day, Friday the 13th. This is our day. You know, yeah. that number in and of itself has a special incantation, but <laughs> for another time. And as my brother Kwame said, the show that I did Wednesday, uh, this fish tale begins where the other fishtails end, that's no more than where we're getting ready to go to, like the sister had mentioned. She can't wait for December 21st, 1221, where we just got finished talking about Africa 21, America 21, England 21. Agenda 21. Yes, Agenda 20, you know. See, so it's all seeing what they've done, and it's all hidden behind the word, the number behind the word reveals our story that we keep talking about. They've hid it in this occult language of English. That fishtail, which comes to an 11, fishtail and fishtail is 11-11. That's why I did the show, but it's dealing with the alpha and omega. Alpha 13, omega being 16, 13 plus 16 is 29. You're back to 11, the beginning and the end. But the alpha is dealing with the age of Aquarius we're entering and the Omega is the age of Pisces that's ending. That tale that they've been telling us that we've been hanging on that hook of Jesus is over. And we're coming into to this age of consciousness that is Aquarius that we keep talking about. The I am that I am is consciousness, family. And the whole is us coming together with all these pieces of the puzzle to bring together so we see the whole darn picture. We're doing a damn good job, family. I'm loving it. So I just wanted to bring that to the table because that 1111 is no more than an open mind opening that portal we keep talking about. Right. The portal starts with the mind in the universe. Uh, was somebody trying to say something, getting ready to say something? No, I just said right. I'm agreeing with you. You're on it. Oh, oh yeah. So it's just like when uh, you were talking to the young lady on Brother X's show and she was talking about meditation. Well, meditation is 11, and you, you stirred her right. You said, don't forget the visualization. That's 11. That's the 1111. See, once we see that we're saying the same number, and we're showing each other what we should be doing, but to put the exclamation point is the number behind these hidden damn occult words of English we keep using. Mm-hmm. Once we get a hand on that, even a finger on it, this shit is going to open up like nobody's business. We're going to see shit we ain't never seen before. 
I'm waiting on everybody. <laughs> I'm waiting on the family because all of y'all are saying basically the same thing in number. Right. You're just using these occult words, and we're going around and around and around and around, and where we stop, nobody knows. The only way we get out this circle is to put something on it that they don't even control. They don't control numbers. <laughs> numbers are the key. So with that family, uh, I digress and, and pull back myself, and I'm going to keep enjoying the show. And, Brother Kwame, thanks for the uh, info because you gave me some little tidbits that I got to use on my next show because uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next show is the ultimate book family. So if y'all get, get okay. a chance Wednesday, I'm going to break down okay. the ultimate book that ain't nobody going to be able to deny the ultimate book. And we all got all right. it. All right. All right. Thank sir. you. Thank you. Peace and love. Better love, family. Better love. Peace and love. Better love. Okay. Let's see. Um, we're going to seven four zero nine six three. Seven four zero nine six three. Peace. Better, Better love. love. Better love, Sister Beth. Better love, Brother Kwame. Better love. Better love. Uh, if I may be, uh, if I may have the honor of adding a little bit of uh, history, and I'm not sure, uh, not positive if you said it in the beginning when we couldn't hear you, Brother Kwame. But if you, if if folks really want to dig into a, a lot of uh, uh, more more information to add to what Brother Kwame is talking about, a uh, list of Indian massacres. Uh, Wikipedia has a list of it, and there's just from 18. Actually, from the pre-Columbian era, I think it was 1325 was the first recorded massacre. And then you get uh, another list from the 1500s to 1830, and then a, a third list from from the 1830s to the uh, about 1911. And I think after 1911, they started classifying, classifying them as lynchings. But to put everything into perspective, you have – hundreds hundreds of thousands of, of of our people just getting mowed down by um that gatling gun you know and and, and i'm just putting i'm just summarizing everything that i've read uh on this list as well as you know the tidbits of information that they'll uh the opportunity to click on other things in there and so the one that stands out most to me is because we just had that Buffalo rally, the Sturgis thingy that the folks like to go up to and that Buffalo attack that woman. So along those lines was the Marias Massacre, which they uh, referred to the Blackfeet Indians as a Pigan, uh, Pigan uh, Blackfoot Indians, and that was uh, a massacre carried out by the United States Army as a part of the Indian Wars, and that was in 1870 mm. in the Montana Territory. And the village was clearly marked as uh, non-combatant, and the, the males of that village were off uh, hunting, gathering food, and so they just this, um, and it's all documented. I'm just going to summarize the 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 main guy, the general or the major or whoever was commanding that those U.S. Army troops was uh, uh, known to be drunk at the time, and uh, one of the scouts told him to uh, that that was one of the camps that they couldn't attack, and he was like. So what? I'm gonna do it anyway. And uh, as a matter of fact, they murdered that scout and just mowed down that village. But that's just one instance of of just hundreds of thousands of just 
outright sneak up behind you and just open fire. And, you know, you can't really fight against that. I mean, but now everything's coming back into perspective. And I hope this just inspires people to go out and do their own research because until you start digging into this information, you'll never know. I mean, you'll never feel it. And you you start meditating and, you know, the first thing I can remember thinking back when I read this story was, you know, I just felt heartbroken for one. And during the meditation, uh, one of my meditation um, sessions, I was, all, all I could see in my mind was just little children just getting mowed over. And you can, you know, for those who know how to touch that side of things, the, the screams and, you know, just the moaning and groaning. And then, you know, you just see those yahoos dancing around laughing about it like it's nothing to them. So when they got a foothold and, and started uh, these little villages that they had for the new coming Europeans uh, coming into those little, whatever it is, pilgrims, little townships, the propaganda mm-hmm. that they were putting out into those people's minds. So the bloodthirsty, of course, they're going to jump on board with, you know, volunteer for something like that. At least in my perspective, that that's how I see a, a lot of things mm-hmm. that, that were going on as far as, you know, me knowing who they are, being raised around them and seeing what their habits were and how they interacted with one another, you know, in that joking kind of aggressive way. And, you know, it's kind of mental, you know, like a mm-hmm. almost – psychopathic type of treatment towards one one another, you know, and, and I'm just saying that because I knew how they were in high school, you know, playing football, right. basketball, running track, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm just trying to put a lot of things into perspective because we really need to start just as the, the brother that mentioned about language, you know, that, so when we start speaking that different language and resonating on that tone and, and really getting into the, the history of things, the sweat lodges, getting into the meditation and, and, and all of those things, and I think that's when people will start to really turn, not only turn their perspective around, but turn their behaviors around too. You know, like, yeah, we all need to start loving each other and speaking to each other in a different tone and greeting each other in in different ways and things of that nature. So um, I'll go ahead and, and, and give you the floor back uh, to the family. I appreciate the time, and, and it's a, it's always an honor to come on the show and provide what little bit of information that, that there is to provide in such a short amount of time. So thank you, Sister Bev. I well, appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. Likewise. Yeah, thank we you. appreciate you. Thank you for that. Better love. Yeah, and I, I appreciate and you know, also, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kwame. Okay, and, you know, another good book and looking at, because when you're talking about the 1890s, that was the uh, Wounded Knee when they used the Gatlin mm-hmm. guns and massacring all of those people there and left them frozen in the snow. But the, the, the book is called A Short Account of Destruction of the Indies by Bar. Bartholomew de la Casa, and he was the one who wrote about that, that I said earlier about what he wrote, the, took Columbus's diary and notes that he had taken about the massacres and what had happened with those, those 60 million down to 6 million. And, and that whole part of annihilating whole people, because even here in this continent, there are nations of people that no longer exists, that things are streets are named after a mine 
or parks are named after, but there are no tribes or nation to that, that, that lineage anymore. And so this is where we have the charge now to say what one, one of the elders, uh, Dr. Fukiao, he told us in the year 2000 at a lecture, he says, if we don't get it together in the next, next thousand years or next 500 years, they're going to have more streets and more things named after us that, who are not here anymore. And this is the thing we have to look at because this is what their, their process is, is genocide annihilation, because they're knowing that they are, are coming into the, to their, their time when they already know that, number one, you're the lesser on the planet of people of color. But you know on this turtle island that those children, like I spoke of my granddaughter, but those in kindergarten and pre-K, those brown and melanated people in schools will be the adults in, in a generation. And that generation is going to put this population over the top. And they will be the minority here on Turtle Island. And that is not a way in which they want to become. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Let, let me open the, this line up. 702 296. 702 Grand evening. Grand evening. Grand evening. Grand evening. Better, Better love, love, Aunt Bev. You, uh, you was busy you. all week, huh? Oh, yeah, they you had been busy, busy all, all week. Busy. And I'm not finished yet because yeah. I'll be back on Sunday with Tuckmos. So we, we got a lot of information Wonderful. going on here. And your guest, Kwani, uh, am I saying that correct? Yes, Kwani yes. Sunhorse. Sunhorse, Halito Chimachukma from a Croatan Cher- Cherokee way out here in uh, Shinnecock Hills of Nevada, uh, mm. just south of Pyramid Lake. You familiar with okay. uh, our neck of I've the been, desert? I've, yeah, I, I've been through your there. You, you have, in, in your land, is, is the petroglyphs. It's the stories written on rocks. Yeah, a lot of the areas yes. right there in that that area because they're there in Nevada and part of Negro Canyon that's in New Mexico. Negro Canyon, and, mm-hmm. right? Negro Canyon, and and that's one of the the that. And then you have Red Canyon right below Sedona. Those are right. Uh, but what what that, those are are the language and the 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 medunetters of our ancestors here on this land that wrote in the glyphs and the petros and, and left their messages. So um, <clears throat> I was um, up near the Reno area and came, came you know, I'm, I'm reading the, the signs and it said Pyramid Lake. And I'm like, there's no way there's a Pyramid Lake without a pyramid on it. And sure enough, Pyramid in Nevada um, mm-hmm. and the base of a Sphinx. Right, and a lot of people just are like, "Well, those those Paiute Indians weren't the ones that did it, so who did it?" And um, I'm I'm sure you've heard of the folklore of the Coco Pelli. Yeah, you familiar with that? Right, the Coco Pelli and 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 uh, the Southwest 
and that he was uh, the, the flute player that led the people. Right. But what they're talking about was the, the ant people, those ant people that loathe led the people into the caves in the Grand Canyon and took them down to Shambhala and the ice mm-hmm. was coming. And that's who that was and being able for them to follow him to go to shelter until it passed mm-hmm. and then they brought him back out. That's where you get okay. the prophecy of the eagle and the condor. Okay, so let's uh let me get you let me get you to the other side of this. If you go to a place called Hawthorne Lake in Nevada, they have a little piece of water that um, does what you call underwater submarine warfare training. What you say if I told you that you could take that lake and through the church, yeah, get in the lake, get in your sub, and take those channels out underneath California and wind out near Oakland. Right. And and that's what I was talking about when what Copapelli when they went through the canyon because those though they saying because you find the Egyptian artifacts that those those tunnels that go through the Grand Canyon come out on the other side of the ocean. And that's a question for you. How How is it that we, at this late date, we are still listening to pilgrims tell us what are Egyptian when maybe they just discovered the Egyptians and came over here and saw it and said, oh, well, it looks like what we saw in Egypt. Those people look like what we saw in Ethiopia. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of colonization there's a lot of colonization in 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 a lot of our our uh indigenous folks minds that i i really appreciate you coming on to the platform and, and helping us break down like when you're talking about the was it the mccator map versus the other one uh um, right and 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 just looking at how north south and central america are essentially connected outside of the panama canal which they dug um, from the North Pole to the South Pole on the Western Hemisphere, this is our shit. So we, we, we definitely need to start acting like it, and and caring for our mother, our, our grandmotherland. You know, they they they. There's some people who have said that Africa is their motherland, but there's some of us now that I'm seeing from this show that we know this is our grandmotherland. We uh, outcast right. said we are the. Outcast said we're the coolest motherfuckers on the planet, and um, <laughs> I don't see too many. I don't see. I don't see too many um, African Michael Jordans or Michael Jacksons or Michael Tyson's or even Michael Vicks. Uh, I, I, right. I mean, in maybe late when when you do another show, I'm gonna get off. But when you do another show, maybe you can go a little bit into phrenology because the the hair that we have as American Indians. Uh, it's it's a it's a heath of hair, and I'm not gonna slight anybody that's on the other continent of and in Asia or Afro Asia or whatever they're gonna call that landmass taking up the whole eastern hemisphere of the planet, but us taking the western from north to south. You see what I'm saying? But phrenology, the 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 teeth, our our hair. Hopefully you can uh, give us some uh, tidbits on why we got that oh, yeah. funk. We just got a funk about us. You know what I'm saying? 
But and and that's an excellent question because when you even look at the history of Lewis and Clark and York, what did York tell him? Mm-hmm. He said that the the copper color curly hair coiled hair people of the West. Right. When 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 uh, Esteban led mm-hmm. the, the 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 copper the 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 black who led them into Arizona and New Mexico. And then when he got tired of leading them, he, he got with the, 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 the indigenous people and faked his death and went on back to his people. So right. we had been here and knew this land. This is why I'm saying that we have this, this knowledge. But the key to what you're saying is is the environment because we have coral to adapt to our our biggest organ is our skin, and the thing mm-hmm. in which our hair is is is, is an antenna, and those antennas right. mm-hmm. are are created to where it picks up different frequencies in different parts of of the landmass environment that we're in, and so if your mm-hmm. environment is cold and you got to cover up and be like the animals with heavy fur, you're gonna grow a lot mm-hmm. of hair and your every all your features will change, but when you're people of the sun. You're going to coil, and you're going to your 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 antenna, your skin is your antenna picking up the sun rays absorbed into the melanin transmitted into the frequency that you don't need that straight hair. Yours can coil mm-hmm. in order to 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 let your body breathe. So it's according right. to the environment. So that that's been a, a great study, and and that's why I said about language is frequency of the land. Because there are certain wow. frequencies in, in the land that you on a certain land mass and you get a certain energy of four seasons, then you're going to have a different language tone. It's like the people in the north talk a lot different than the slow people in the sun in the sun down here in the south because their language is slower. People in the north talk fast because it's cold. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey Ivev, uh, thank you, brother. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, okay. Hi, Bev. Um, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would like you to get my information to uh, Dr. Robert X and as well okay. as Mama A Z, because okay. um, I oh, just, yeah. I just picked up a patch of uh, land, and maybe we can uh, do something out there in Arizona. Uh, just oh, south okay. of the Grand Canyon. And okay. I'm sure all they, right. you know, you know that that'll be uh, something that they can do together. We can all share and do better love with. Thank you, you guys. Have a good night. I, I'll keep listening. Could I? Ask, could I ask? Yes, you, sir. Could I ask where where in Arizona you picked up the land? Um, it's you know you've heard of the Hualapai Reservation. Yeah, Hualapai. So yeah, just Hualapai. um. I, yeah, the Wallapai. So just maybe an hour, not even an hour south of the Hoover Dam out of Vegas. Um, okay. But, you know, Kingman, between Kingman and, what is that, the I-40? So it's all farmland, well, and it's uh, it's ready. Yeah, sir, right. go ahead. Is it, it's like over there because there's Las Vegas and then there's Little Vegas, where Arizona and uh, they come together, what, what they used to call Little Vegas, where the original Vegas was, and then they moved it to where Vegas is now. Well, you talking about oh, the no, old downtown Las Vegas on the other side of? Um, no, I'm talking that, about uh, it's, it's it, like when you coming out of California, coming into, it's it's kind of like where Vegas, where Cali, Arizona, and 
they oh, meet yeah, yeah, and yeah. needles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, it's um. Yeah, I'm. I, I would be a little further east and north of that. Um, but okay. put it this way: if you did come out of L.A. and let's say you were on the forty, you right. would have to still get off forty and drive toward Vegas on. Uh, I think they still call it Route sixty six. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's out by Route sixty six yeah. in that area. Yeah. Okay. All right. Better love. Well, well, thank you. Better love. Better love. Now, now, Kwame, uh, I want to tell the people that we have nine minutes, and you can listen on the phone because we still have some uh, callers on the phone. But did you want to say, were you giving something, Kwame, or a part of something here? Did you want to say? Oh, I I was looking at your flyer. Oh, no. I don't have it in front of me. Okay. No, that was that was uh, a presentation that I did, uh, the untold story, I mean, the Black Indian okay. Unfold. And that was the presentation that I did for the, I used to do that for the VA for the okay. uh, Native American Month. Okay. That was part okay. of a poster I had for that. But my card okay. is where you can, you can get my information is on the card. Okay. With the sweat lodge on it. The tomb awakening the true universal minds. That's that's me. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And for those that's listening on the internet, uh, you can listen to the rest of the show at the top of the hour um, on the phone. And the phone number is three two three six four two one five eight six. All right. Let's go to three two three four five three. Three, two, three, Peace, four. Can you hear me? Wait a minute. Two, wait a minute. I'm getting these numbers. I, I must be getting sleepy. Uh, is this three, two, three? Who is this? Who am I? Wait can you hear me? Where am I at here? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I got you. Three, two, three, two, oh, seven. I hear you. We hear Peace, you. Peace, family. Peace I'm and love. Peace. Better love. Better love. Better love. Better love. I appreciate the show. Um, it's just right on time as far as on um, definitely with the with the com- topic of conversation we need to be um vibrating on. Um I just feel like I'm sitting around the uh, campfire at a powwow receiving the ancient uh scriptures from the from the elders, so you are much appreciated. Um, I just had a quick question in regards to the Louisiana territory. And which is where my origins uh, reside, as well as um, Arkansas. So, like northern Louisiana, I just wanted to know if there is any information or um, any information you could point me in a direction on in regards to receiving um, more. Uh, I mean, you know, I've done Google searches and stuff of that nature, but um, what's, what's also intrigued me is the, um, the Louisiana purchase, as well as the Washington information. Um, but um, Abraham Lincoln and in the, the Civil War era. So if you can, you know, demonstrate a little bit more on that, I greatly appreciate it. Peace. Well, and 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 I thank you for that question because the where you are in in Louisiana on the Mississippi, you have poverty poverty point was was a portal in which our indigenous ancestors built. But when you look at the geomagnetic electrical energy of of the Turtle Island. Louisiana there in New Orleans is the zero magnetic point. 
it, that's where the divide is at. That's where the energy moves from. From east, you have energy on that, the, the way, the range of the energy, the magnetic energy, and then to the west, there's another magnetic energy. But the Mississippi is the center point, and you're at that point. But you're also, when you said Louisiana Purchase, because Louisiana Purchase was Louisiana, Arkansas, and Missouri. That was part of that was the Louisiana Purchase. But Arkansas is is key because key is is that there is 170 miles going east to west in Hot Springs, and there's 40 to 70 miles going north to south of Pier. It's the world's largest one landmass of clear quartz crystal on the planet. It is the transmitter. And there at Mount Magazine in Arkansas, just before you get to Fort Smith, is where what they, the, the history says is where the Atlanteans put the emerald crystal. And it activated on 2009 and transmitted. And, and now it's activated the grid. That's why the energy of, of the red land, because Arkansas butts up. And part of that energy that runs from from Hot Springs, Arkansas, where the crystal beds are are basically are being harvested, there is a million and a half gallons of silica water that comes out every day. There's there's about five or six different lakes in Hot Springs Village, and then there's Lake Washita, which is nothing but pure silica water that's coming out of the earth. At that that temperature that I spoke about, that's why they call it Hot Springs is where the bathhouse is there in Hot Springs, the home of Bill Clinton. But the other thing about it is it's a very powerful porter of electro uh, crystals is piezoelectric. And it's what all the technology that we're using today comes from is from that, that area because you use it. In order to, this is what they first made the first radios from, is using the crystal because it has, it transmits and receives energy from above and from what's, that's in the earth. This is the earth computer brain is is the silica that's there in Hot Springs in, in Arkansas from just about the Mississippi all the way back. So you're in a very powerful place. And, and that that energy is why it's so powerful there, and and it's such a spiritual place. This is why the Vudang religion and all of the ancestors and the and the way in which because it's below sea level, and this is why you have all the 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 uh, locks and holding back the waters because the Mississippi is is the the the, the Nile of the West. I hope that helps you. Yes. Um, thank you, caller. Thank you for that. We're going to go to 404-453. 404-453. Hey, Yehudu family, how y'all hear me? We hear you uh, loud and West. clear. <laughs> hey, brother West. Love. Yeah, I wasn't gonna call in to the to that that brother uh talking about how he how he was killing us, man, and it pissed me off. I wasn't gonna really wanna call in, I wanna listen. But uh uh-huh. so my man from Nevada, they had an earthquake there earlier tonight. I wanna know if if they, if that's true, because I heard somebody had a five point three earthquake in Nevada today, a few hours ago. Oh, uh, today? 
let me yeah, see if, if I can pull uh, seven four zero. You from are you in Nevada? I don't know if he's still there. No, Sister Bev, I got a I got no. me up there. Let me let me uh, send a text message text message out there real quick. See see what happens. Okay, I'll leave your yeah. line open. You can let us know. Okay, go ahead, Well. Yeah, yeah. I, I sent y'all stuff a couple of months ago about uh about the Merrill Cons. That's us. About the uh, all that's us over here. We the original mm-hmm. natives. Black as midnight, twelve thirty. But uh, I'm trying to tie this in right now. That election, y'all, we just had, or they just had, all it was was the 13 colonists trying to damn keep their power, man. It was all about the 13 colonists, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at what we're buying from uh, 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 Delaware, right? That's number one, 13 colonists. Then you look at Pennsylvania, about the vote in Pennsylvania. Then, it, then this colony in Georgia, okay? And that's what all this was about, this election. And 13 colleges still trying to reestablish their bull crap. And, and, and that tie into that uh, that thing uh, about my man Ahmaud Aubrey. That's 13 colleges shit, too. Because they had the white devils that make Michael the Irish from them, uh, 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 England that came over here in 1735 that was hunting Negroes. So that was all about that Ahmaud Aubrey case. And that tied to the 13 colleges, too. And so uh, that's why I had to watch this thing on court TV, uh, uh, what they was going to do, because they thought we were asleep, wasn't nobody paying attention. So they was going to ease it in and let them devils out of, out of jail while everybody looking at the election. Well, everybody mm-hmm. ain't asleep. So uh, uh, that's why I hope y'all saw that. They, they, they showed that video of them killing her son, that lady's son, and she never saw it. So in the middle of the court mm-hmm. in the trial, they showed it to her. And you, if y'all hear that lady cry, man, Sister Bell, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you if you hear that sister cry about how they killed her son, oh, man. I, I, I didn't, I saw the video, I didn't look at it, but I'm, I, 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 you sent it to me, didn't you send it to me? Yeah, I for Court it TV. Yeah. It's yeah, on Court okay, TV, okay. but if okay. you hear how that lady was crying, because she never saw the video, she didn't want to see it. Mm. But then mm. they showed it to her, man, and the, uh, uh, they almost made my eyes start uh, uh, getting wet. But anyway, mm. Bev, that thing I told you about is working good. I love it. That's the way up. That way up. Them devils not to get out of jail. Because <laughs> I was using my hands to get help somebody else. I wasn't even thinking about me. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. okay. So it, okay. it worked good. That better than a rabbit foot. Okay. But then I told you, me, man. Good show. I don't want to. Uh, or squeeze the mic too long, but it's it's all it's all it's, everything is it revealing itself. It's our time, right? And, and, and it's a beautiful time to be alive because we're going to reap the benefits from the ancestors, man. Right. So, and, if and if any devils going to do, they're having a calamity. But anyway, Sister Bev, I just uh, 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 drop the mic and hope a dude let us know if, if it was an earthquake in Nevada. It no, was. It no, was five. Not, it was a five point three. It was a five point three earthquake. It was a, in, uh, okay. I was going to say it Tonopah, was in North Las Vegas, Nevada. What? Right, right off from Yosemite. Mm-hmm. It was a five point three earthquake this morning at four twelve. Four. So that's an eight. Okay. But that yep. that uh. And it's funny that it happened today on the thirteenth, and that, but it's hmm. it's close to Yosemite. And that's where you know that energy in which those those standing talls, but you got the the 
the what do they call them the the gushers things. But that's the in, Friday, that's in that. Let me say this yeah, Friday, but Friday, that, what, Friday what, the thirteenth is our day, wait, man. Wait. Right. Anytime them devils say something's bad luck, yeah, it's bad luck for them. It's good for us. So y'all remember right. that. Whatever they say, flip it, flip it. Whatever they say, flip it. If it's bad for them, right. it's damn so good for us. Now we still have seven four zero. Did you have something you wanted to add to that? Okay. No, I was just going to say uh, no. uh, my okay. family in, in North Las Vegas, they didn't feel anything, but they did uh, hear something. Yeah, okay. they heard about it, but they didn't feel it. So They didn't feel it. Yeah, okay. had, Thank you. Was, Thank you for that. You were. Because I did feel it over here. I feel it over here. Tonopah, okay. Nevada. Right? It was Tonopah, Nevada. It's up there near Yosemite, close to California. And it was a 5.3 earthquake. Hey, Kwame, okay. can you speak on, yes, that, sir. on that? To, speak on that Tacoma curse, man. I love it. Oh, time for oh, a small girl. Oh, Tacoma Curse. Oh, yeah. Right. Any uh-huh. anyone that's elected in a zero year is not going to live for that four year term. They're either going to get killed or assassinated in that four year. And and looking at what has happened with this one, the youngest person who became senator now has become the oldest elect. But if he at eight seventy eight years old, I don't think he's gonna make four years. Mm-mm. Four years, he do good if he make four months. Talking right. about his mental health. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Wes. Thank you for that. All right, Thanks, Wes. Y'all stay strong. Better love. Peace. Better All love. Right. Okay, I think Mama H D is this is three three six three five zero. Did you have your hand? Is this Mama A Z? Yes, ma'am. It is. Okay. Um, okay. And thank you so much. Uh, I just wanna. I'm, I I I just don't know what what to do, but be abundantly grateful. Family. Uh, again, I give greetings to William McDonald for doing what he did with that land and and on Cochise's stronghold. And everybody that's on the line, including you, Craig, you solidified or or gave me confirmation about uh, my four months at the nunnery school, which the nuns would not be there during the summertime. And I had four months in that nunnery with nine rooms and a little teeny chapel all to myself. And and the uh, uh, group of Assiniboine children would come and drum, and they would uh, want to know about my hair and 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 my skin color and, and and my family. All of this I have on film, family, and 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 uh, uh, th- that's a very interesting tribe. And Craig, we gotta talk about the Cinnaborn people, for those who do not know uh, what part of the country, I'm talking about Belknap, Montana. It's like uh, not too far from the border of Canada. Um, And I happened to just fall in there because of a package that would have cost me $10 to mail, but it ended up costing me almost $1,000 
to get from Wounded Knee, South Dakota, up to the Belknap Reservation. And now I'm seeing why. All of these areas, like the brother in uh, uh, Paiute country in Nevada, that, that's Wavoka territory, the ghost dance shirt. Look, look, look that up. Uh, uh, Wavoka was a very uh, interesting uh, medicine man. He's Paiute out of Vegas. Well, what I have learned from what just happened to my friend who made his transition on a one and today adds up to a one and you put one and one together, which is two. To me, that's the gateway. To me, mm-hmm. that's the scale. To me, that's the balancing. And, and uh, 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 Brother Harris can explain more. But what was shown to me uh, in the beginning of 09, when I came from North Carolina to receive my great-grandson, um, Jaden, I was told that there must be schools like campuses in different locations. All of the information that was shared by you with me, family, and William McDonald, who's on the other side, it gives me a firm confirmation that the land that you just got over there in near Kingman, or you give my number from Sister Bev and call me tonight after the show because I need to write notes about this. And uh, Williams Land and the, and the Dragon and several other places in the stronghold. I had a major dream, family, that my mother was 64 and she was pregnant by Cochise. And Cochise summoned me to help my mother at 64 to deliver this baby on the mountain in the stronghold. This is the, I, I have this documented, written down. And now tonight, everything that I've heard from my family, you, has given me clarity, crystal clear clarity, family, as to what next we should do. And it's a major part of the Overground Railroad. These are the college campuses that are being established, and I'm putting it out there into the universe, for our copper-colored nations of people, if they choose to be. Because some of us are going to choose to still stay on fucking stupid. But that's okay. That's what they came to the planet. And those who do choose to not wake up and smell the coffee, we got to let them go. Uh, we don't have an energy family to uh, continue to drag the ball and chain. That's why right now I'm dealing with body issues. And i got to find a way to let it go. And get with your family that may have not come through your mother's gate, but we're family. And we must discontinue jawjacking about these things and put things into motion. And I give thanks, family, on this day, this evening, of the dimes, the jewels, the, the everything that you have dropped. Because sometimes I think 
I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm walking in two worlds, people. I, I, I didn't sleep last night. I'm walking in two worlds, and it's not easy dealing with this house that I walk in. But I thank you. I, I give thanks. I thank us, family, for the knowledge. This is better than any pain pill or any thing that I have ever had to help the discomfort within my mind, body, and spirit. So get my number from Sister Bev and that sister that spoke. I'd like to know how to get in touch with you, sister, because you have something going on in a good way. Thank you. Yes. Thank us. Thank you, Mama and AZ. I hope. Kwame? Sunhorse? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Okay. Well, we're getting short on time. All right. Well, I mean, if you're going to call us. Yeah, we got to continue this. This is knowledge that's needed. Uh, Very good information. Very, the timing is perfect. The, The portals are open. They're opening wide. So thank right. you for that. Well, I thank you, Bev. You know, you 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 stayed on me until I had to surrender. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do it. Yes. So. Okay, right. and uh, you yeah. know, you this is this is just the beginning. So you know, I'm gonna still stay on you. So we need this information. The timing is right. You say it when the timing is right, and it's right. Yeah. And so it's it's on these these activation days that we do ceremony, yeah. and I, I ask okay. all people on the that's still on the line. Tomorrow night and Sunday is the new moon, and whatever it is mm-hmm. that you would like to manifest or to bring yeah. into fruition, is the best time to do your ceremony. Write it out what you want to do, and, and put it into you know your heart and and your spirit. And and it will come into light because on the 30th of November, we have an eclipse. So that means we're getting ready to get a reboot. And when we get a reboot, it's just like you, you reboot your, your computer from Windows 95 to Windows 10 point whatever. And this is what we're doing with our consciousness. We're rebooting and we're activating ourselves because we are each the one we've been waiting for. And so it's in us to be us, to be the best of us, which is uniting our spirits in oneness. Well, thank you, Kwame. We definitely appreciate you, and we look forward to continue this. Thank you so much for right. taking your time out. Peace and love. All right. love. Mayat Hotel. Double love. Mayat Hotel. And thank, you for, and thank you, family, for listening. I will be back Sunday at 6 o'clock. So not uh, not nine o'clock, six o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, Tuckmos, and he has some great information too. It's all about getting the information. So peace and love, better love. Uh, looking forward to connecting with you Sunday at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Ite 
It takes thousands of hours to become an astronaut. Right, Nina? Oh, I'm not an astronaut. I'm a design consultant at the Container Store. But you explore space. I help you find space with our Alpha Closet systems. And you're an expert. Pretty good at it. And you use satellites to communicate. I'm doing more virtual in-home closet designs, but I wouldn't say... We salute you, astronaut Nina, for helping us find space. You're welcome. The Alpha sales bonus is here. Earn up to $500 in credit now through February 7th at the Container Store, where space comes from. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.